0: and enjoy what's up everybody um kind of feeling a little iffy today (laughs) um been thinking a lot about libertarianism and our approach to how we get to our ideal Ankapistan, <laughs> as everyone says, you know, stop living in and, Ankapistan in your head. Um, been doubtful, been better, but all this uh, division, if you will, in the liberty movement and how it seems like sometimes we just can't get our shit together. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm completely down and out, but I want to air my thoughts and I want to talk about this. Um, You know, I'm sure other people feel the same way. I'm very optimistic for 2022, 2024, as I've said, many podcasts before, but, you know, I go back and forth on it all the time. And especially talking to the uh, GOP guys, while I'm definitely not a GOP guy at all, um, I, I think there's a greater discussion to be had as to why they feel the way they do and why we feel the way we do. So I'm gonna kind of read through some articles and kind of maybe we can see, you know, throw some stuff against the wall and see what sticks. Um, Once again, I just wanna maintain I'm very optimistic for the future. And I think people are waking up to this message. I think people are really, they desire the message that the libertarians have, but we just don't have a good way of getting it out there yet people haven't heard it. there's many reasons, all of which I don't have the answers for. I don't think anybody particularly has, you know, the spot on approach to how we get this to the masses and how we wake absolutely everybody up. I think the Mises approach is probably the best way to go. But if the GOP route works, then I'm all, I'm all for that. Whatever leads us to liberty is what I'm for. Um, I'm definitely not blindly partisan to either party. If there's good Democrats, then vote for a good Democrat. If there's good Republicans, I'll vote for a Republican. And if there's good Libertarians, I'm going to vote for the good Libertarians. But I have no party loyalty blindly. You know, caveat being, I'm not just going to sit here and vote for, if Kamala Harris decide to switch her, you know, her moniker to Libertarian tomorrow and ran as a Libertarian, I'm not going to vote for it just because she's a Libertarian. I know she's a lizard, you know, lizard person who doesn't represent my values to the way that i would like them to see represented so i think that's the way we all need to look you know you've heard the joke before that some people say we should elect hitler if hitler was running on the libertarian party but um i would hope nobody else would agree with that because it's it's obvious it's nonsensical, and he's antithetical to liberty we should elect people who are you know representing the ideals of libertarianism and who bear that torch well and can do the job sufficiently it just shouldn't be a popularity contest. And we shouldn't all just throw our name behind somebody just because they're running with an L behind their name. Once again, if there's a good Republican, then I'll vote that way. I personally don't think there is. And I think the uh, the Trump wave after five years, we saw that we lost liberty and that a lot of people don't really care for liberty as much as we would hope. People care about populism and it was essentially a whole lot of energy that just didn't lead to any greater liberty, but it led to a lot of fears about China coming over here. And a lot of stuff that I just don't think is productive towards freedom or bettering the country. Yeah, like the America First rhetoric, but um, Reid tweeted out once, Reid Coverdale, that uh, this is just kind of populism without a uh, target, something to that degree. But I agree that when you have somebody that amps up the base and riles everybody up, but doesn't give them like a purpose, or directing something towards anything, then, you know, people, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So China and Iran kind of became big nails. And, you know, now you see a lot of people talking about going to war with them or trade wars with China, or China's gonna come over here and take us over. And I think a lot of those are ill-founded and there's not a lot of evidence to support that theory. Um, So it was just kind of some thoughts initially. Um, So without further ado, I'm gonna do a little screen share here and I'm gonna cover these two articles and go to wikipedia just to kind of you know further discussion and everybody can give you feedback and kind of tell me what they think about what we got going on here so that, all right so here we are in the wikipedia article we're looking at 2016 and 2020 where we had gary johnson and joe jorgensen now gary johnson was the first presidential candidate that i was ever able to vote for because I had turned 18 in 2012, literally on the day that the election was. So I believe that I wouldn't have been able to vote, but that would have been either, I believe it was Mitt Romney, Barack Obama, and Gary Johnson. Um, I just wasn't that involved and I didn't understand very much at that time. So, um, you know, my, my knowledge from then and now is obviously much greater, you know, being over almost 10 years ago now. Um, Gary Johnson got 4,489,359 votes, which was 3.27% of the overall vote, as I here by Wikipedia, which, uh, you know, you can poo-poo the source, but whatever, we're just gonna run with this because this was easy to pull up. Joe Jorgensen in 2020 got 1,865,917, of which I was one, and I have no qualms with that. Um, Joe Jorgensen. Is a good libertarian, but I think everybody agrees that she ran a terrible campaign and she was trying to sell something to people that nobody wanted. When you say to Americans, especially after the Trump wave, these people are diehard patriots. And as I am I, I love what this country stands for, and I love the ideas of, you know, tight-knit families, tight-knit communities, freedom, free markets, and capitalism, and you know, just the values that this country was built on. When you tell people that you wanna be one giant Switzerland, uh, people don't really like that. People don't wanna be a Switzerland, they wanna be America. So, and then the whole tweet gate thing, which I feel like the reaction is more what ruined it than the tweet itself because, and I understand I'm saying this in a vacuum here, but in another time, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But in 2020, I completely understand why people you know, freak the fuck out about it because when you say we must be actively anti-racist and tag Black Lives Matter while people's you know businesses and homes and communities are being torn, burnt down, understandably some people are going to be pissed off and say that you're a Marxist communist and you hate this country. Um, people hate that stuff because they associate it with the wokeness. And while there is some good, you know, good people within the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, as a whole, most people don't associate that with those people. They associate it with what you see, you know, when they hear mostly peaceful protests and there's people's houses being burned down and stuff like that. That's what people think when you say Black Lives Matter. So like I said, people just hate that and kind of went down with that ship. So I think that's part of the reason why people didn't vote for her as much because that lived on in her legacy and people tarnish her in the comments and I donated to her campaign because I liked what she was saying other than stuff like that but I wanted her to get the message out and I want someone in 2022 and 2024 to really be a great bearer of the libertarian message not this milquetoast messaging that she was putting forth so that being said um a lot of people say that she spoiled the election same deal with Gary Johnson that oh well if you would have just voted for Trump then you would have won these articles that we're gonna read from, they argue that I don't know that I necessarily agree, but there definitely is a reason why people would argue that, Um, because the margins typically are razor thin, but the message there shouldn't be that, well, libertarians just shouldn't vote. It should be, you should cater more to libertarians because we care about freedom, free markets, and, you know, consent and voluntary interactions and not throwing in jail, peaceful people. But most people don't understand that and they're just going to blame Libertarians for losing the election. So kind of continuing on here uh, from (laughs) I can't believe I'm reading from Vox, but it's interesting nonetheless uh, how the Libertarian Party maybe helped shift the presidential race. Um, Just before the election, I argued that third parties were unlikely to play a major role this year. The deck was seemingly stacked against them and on a popular incumbent president and expected high turnout would make it harder for them to be competitive and garner votes from Americans displeased with both major parties." Um, I definitely think there's merit to that, what they're saying, because if you think about it, politics is so in everybody's face and everybody feels like they have to have an opinion because the government's so large and so involved in every facet of our life that they feel like they have to wield this political power in order to have some kind of capital to have their say and have things go their way. So most people kind of understand that third parties aren't very likely to win. And when they aren't likely to win, you're not likely to throw your potential capital of a vote towards them. So you want to vote for whoever's going to have the most power and kind of at least lean things in the way that you want things to go. So, especially after 2020, the economy is doing terrible. Um, there's riots, there's looting, coronavirus, there's going to be inflation coming. Um, People feel like that protest vote, as some people may call it, may be a wasted vote and that they should vote for somebody who's going to closely represent their values, although they may not be perfect. So um, people may feel less, you know, less encouraged to go vote for a third party. I'm continuing on. It turns out I was half right and half wrong. It's true that third party votes declined from 2016 to 2020 as people who may have voted for a third party candidate in 2016 decided to vote for either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But it turned out that in a race that hinged on relatively small margins between Biden and Trump, one thirty third party candidate, Libertarian Party nominee Joe Jorgensen, may have helped turn the tide toward Biden in several states. She didn't generate massive numbers, but she didn't have to. Her votes were close enough to margin or er, to the margin suggests that some voters who may have leaned towards Trump or perhaps simply not voted for president at all voted for her. Many libertarians think this body bodes well for the future, as a Libertarian Party National Chair Joe Bishop Hunchman told me. America didn't want Trump anymore, but then one Biden's policies. Um, I definitely think that's true, and I've said this before, but millennials or people my age are stacked up with debt and zero percent interest rates, so we don't see our um, savings growing and we're set up with this terrible economy where nobody can afford to move out of their parents basement and then they're told they have to go to college and all this other stuff and you have donald trump parading around saying that we have the greatest economy in the world but people my age don't feel that way um granted i'm relatively well off i own my own house um my fiance and i have a few you have four cars together and we're able to go on vacations every year and we work decent jobs and make decent wages and we're able to pay our bills and we're able to go out to restaurants, we're able to do what we want to do. Um, Not every person my age feels that way because they went to college and perhaps didn't get the best degree or weren't able to find a job. And then you have Donald Trump telling you that you have the best, you know, the best economy in the world and you have all this opportunity. and especially after 2020, when he's saying that, people just don't resonate with that, so they're going to go the other direction, while granted, I've said this many times before as well, Biden is not the correct fix for that. He's going to make all the problems exponentially worse. People just see that and say, oh, Jesus, um, that the um, incumbent is responsible for everything that's going on. Of course, the incumbent gets blamed because that's, you know, their presidency, they're in control of everything, whatever, while that's not entirely true, Um people are going to vote for the, you know, the other guy, regardless of what they say or what they represent, pretty much. How the Libertarian Party won, sort of. More people voted for Joe Biden than than for any presidential candidate in American history. This gain happened not simply by generating votes from Democrats or moderate or former Republicans, but from independents and estimated 5 million voters who favored a third-party candidate in 2016. The votes are still being tabulated so far. The number of third party votes has dropped precipitously from 2016 to 2020 from more than 5% to perhaps less than 2%. Many of those third party voters ultimately voted for Joe Biden as as Reason Magazine's Matt Walsh explained, while Trump's voting percentage in states like Michigan and Arizona mirrored his 2016 performance, votes that went to third party candidates like Libertarian Party nominee Gary Johnson in 2016 appear to have gone to Biden instead. It's an interesting dynamic because when I first understood and heard of libertarianism, I typically thought um, libertarianism was more of like a right-wing philosophy. And then even up until about early last year, I thought that um, most libertarians were right-leaning. And then when I finally learned about the Libertarian Party beyond just kind of voting for their presidential nominee every four years, I, I was very surprised that a lot of the libertarians were left leaning culturally and in many other facets. Um, it, it's a very strange phenomena to me because all the guys that kind of go on the bigger podcasts and that are propped up in the liberty movement as a whole are way separate from the Libertarian Party, so it is a good thing that me Caucus and the liberty movement at large large is coming together to uh perhaps take a bigger seat at the table in you know politics but we'll just kind of have to see how that goes um and it's kind of funny that they brought up joe biden getting more votes than any presidential candidate in american history um (laughs) that's i don't know i don't know was there fraud in the election i believe there was was enough to turn the election over i don't know um Reed and I talked about this in our show together. Um, I I don't believe it was necessarily that Biden won, it was just that Trump lost. Um, As I was kind of talking about earlier, there was perhaps a large group of people who saw what happened in 2020 and how Trump performed in the debates and how the coronavirus response was so all over the place where, well, we locked down and then, didn't want to lock down and then america will never be a socialist country but then we hand everybody stimulus checks and we put in an eviction moratorium and we make it so lucrative to be unemployed but still get paid um it's like trump wanted to have it both ways and he was trying to appease people who would never like him anyways i mean banning bump stocks and then cut taxes and then saying you know trying to do this um paid maternity leave and then lockdowns, and then no lockdowns, being pro-vaccine, but anti-mandate, he just constantly was speaking out of both sides of his mouth to try to please everybody, but ultimately, you know, his base will never defect from him, well, maybe, because there's some people booing him now, but, you know, they won't defect from him, but the other side will certainly never like him, no matter what, you will never find the hardline leftists ever voting for trump or a right winger just because that's just how they are but to the same token there's also a lot of right wingers who never vote for a left winger no matter how good they are just because they have a democrat next to their name which is understandable you know it's just kind of partisan party lines um to be clear we don't know if 2016 voters and 2020 voters are the same people third party voters in 2016 may have stayed home in 2020 meaning that joe biden received a critical number of votes from first-time voters but in wisconsin where the gap between biden and trump stands currently at twenty thousand five hundred fifty seven votes Joe Jorgensen received 38,393 votes. And in Arizona, where the gap between Biden and Trump is an even tighter, 12,813 votes, Jorgensen received 50,636 votes, nearly four times the margin between Biden and Trump. Both of those states, which Trump won in 2016, went to Biden in 2020. Um, I do think that a lot of people who vote libertarian typically wouldn't vote for either of the parties, um, just because the people who are libertarians, or at least people like me, um, Do you see that libertarians are people in the libertarian party are close to their political leanings, so they want to vote for those people because that's the way they feel. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. And there's a lot of libertarians who just don't vote at all, which, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. This is an almost exact reversal of what happened in 2016 when third party candidates like Green Party nominee Jill Stein and then Libertarian Party nominee Good Johnson received thousands more votes in the ultimate margin between Trump and then Democratic Party nominee Hillary Clinton. CBC ABC News reported the day after the 2016 election, quote, in Michigan, which was a must win for Clinton, but was still too close to a call as of Wednesday morning, according to NBC News projections, Johnson and Stein had collectively taken a little more than 222,400 votes or about 5% of the vote there. Trump, in contrast, just held over 15,600 vote lead over Clinton. In Florida, which was crucial to Trump's victory, Johnson, Stein, and two other third-party candidates on the ballot collectively drew over 293,000 votes, more than twice the 128,000-plus votes that Trump led as of early Wednesday morning. Um, quote libertarians are here to stay. Several prominent Republicans, like former Wisconsin governor Scott Walker, expressed irritation at the success of the Libertarian Party and arguably libertarianism itself, this election cycle. Um, you can see this tweet here. If it holds, LP National candidate got thirty-eight thousand votes in Wisconsin, and margin between Joe Biden and real Donald Trump is less than twenty-one thousand votes. Or just twenty twenty. They kind of have a funny little uh <laughs> gif there of that most interesting man in the world um i think this should send a message though and i've talked about this a lot on the podcast as well um, with angela shane um clint but i really think republicans should do their best to pander to libertarians and not just pander in the sense of say what they want to hear and then do another thing behind their backs but you should pandered to the libertarian base and get a lot of those people who like Rand Paul, who like Thomas Massey, who voted for Joe Jorgensen, but would consider a libertarian Republican. You know, a lot of people came over from the Ron Paul revolution. Um, If you talk that way and you act that way, then perhaps you will get some of those votes and that's the way Republicans should act because that's the way good Republicans are. Look at Thomas Massey, look at Rand Paul. They've been wildly successful and Justin Amash. They've been hugely successful in libertarian circles. And people, you know, fall behind them because they're good on just about everything. Um, You know, you can make arguments about Rand Paul not being good on Iran or this or that or Israel, whatever. But the rhetoric's good enough that, you know, if maybe in a presidential election, if you had somebody like that, then you'd probably swing a lot of those votes over towards your direction. Um oh they're gonna talk about Walter Block here that's right and the founder of Libertarians for Trump Loyola University economist and anarcho-capitalist Walter E Block wrote in the Wall Street Journal on November 8th that libertarians had quote unquote spoiled the election arguing that quote on the libertarian meter Mr Trump scores higher than Mr Biden because of judicial nominations to regulatory policies he concluded pardon me while I beat my head against the wall how could libertarians and purple states be so stupid um I understand what he's saying. And I, I could not praise Walter block more. Uh, I, I think he's absolutely hilarious. He's a great debater. He's an awesome person. Um, all the videos and podcasts, I listen to him. I, I absolutely love him. He's awesome. But it, it, Trump let a lot of people down, especially me, because I was so, I liked him a lot initially, but then as you see how things play out, you can argue the lesser of two evils but you know you still get the war in yemen you still get this neocon foreign foreign policy you still get the spying apparatus so can you really fault people for just saying they don't want this anymore i understand once again the voting of lesser of two evils but it's hard to argue for that when your civil liberties are being taken away and then Trump endorsed lockdowns, he criticized states that didn't lock down, he criticized Sweden for not locking down, and he's still pumping the vaccine, so, once again, do you blame people for being disillusioned? Uh, continue on, but libertarianism is not synonymous with Trumpism, obviously, or conservatism for that matter, and Jorgens' campaign aim to separate herself from both the Democratic and Republican Party nominees arguing for the federal decriminalization of all drugs and defunding the drug enforcement administration, for instance, is saying that the United States should pull out of NATO and the United Nations and become one giant Switzerland, kind of touch on that a little bit earlier, it, when, when you're trying to talk to the populist right, and patriots and people who love this country, you don't want to say that. (laughs) That is a horrible strategy and it's guaranteed to fail because people do not want to be another country. They want to be America. So when you say you want to be one giant Switzerland, people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that. So while some votes for Jorgensen may have came from conservatives, it's also possible that libertarian barbers are just that libertarians, a voting cohort that may not have voted for Trump or even voted at all, had there been no libertarians on the ballot. As David Boaz argued at the Cato Institute in the end, if you ask whether Joe Jorgens 1.8 million or so votes or more specifically her votes in states decided decided by narrow margins, swung the election, the answer is no. Had there been no libertarian on the ballot, those voters would have been split among Biden, Trump and not voting with a tilt towards Biden or maybe against Trump. Mixed bag, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I would err on the side and say probably more of them would have just not voted. I, I wouldn't have voted for Trump. I definitely wouldn't have voted for Biden. I just wouldn't have voted, period. And I think it's where a lot of other uh, voters are. You know, people say it's your like moral duty to vote, but, or the, you know, the troops died for your freedom to vote. But at the same time, they also died for your freedom to not vote. So, you know, that's up to uh, each individual. Uh, Joe Bishop Henchman told me that Jordan's campaign was aimed at protecting freedom, adding she suggested maybe we should pay more attention to what power we're given up, or to what power we're given up, rather than just who we choose to wield it, and as an increasingly fractured relationship between libertarianism and mainline conservatism, he said a decade ago, there were still a lot of people who had dreams that the Republican Party would champion smaller government and more liberty, and the Tea Party wave used a lot of that rhetoric, those dreams are dead now, and for to be Republican now is to be pro-Trump, anti-free trade, and anti-immigrant. Um, there's definitely something there, and I agree, because it was build a wall, we're gonna send them all back. Um, and I'm not here to misquote Trump, but he did say they're sending their rapists and they're not sending their best. But he didn't say, Oh, Mexicans are rapists. Like, can we please move past that? Um, he was anti-free trade because he wanted to put tariffs on China, and I've covered this in videos before, but tariffs fare, fell 94% on American consumers. There are people who argue for tariffs, but y- y- you could say we're not on even playing ground, but regardless, what are tariffs at the end of the day other than a tax? So I do believe that there is no such thing as necessarily a mainline conservatism or mainstream conservatism. The conservatism in America is dead. Trump was not a conservative. Nobody can argue that. He was the biggest spender in history. So, um, Conservatives are politically homeless if they're actually conservatives. You can, in you know, what did Trump conserve? What do Republicans conserve? They're arguing for you know universal health care now at this point, and this ridiculous foreign policy that costs trillions of dollars for us to say over in other countries. Um, can't really argue that there's much of a conservative party anymore. You can argue there's a Republican or a MAGA party, sure, but it's not conservative. Um, kind of wrapping up here. And he's optimistic about the future of the libertarian movement, particularly as the country likely faces a divided government moving forward, polling shows most Americans are with libertarians on free trade, open immigration, criminal justice reform, fiscal responsibility, ending the drug war and bringing troops home. He told me if Democratic president and Republican Senate can come together on those things, great. If they don't end up in gridlock, we'll be ready in 2022 and 2024. Well, I absolutely would certainly hope so. We're going to read one article from the Hill here and we'll kind of wrap up and I'll give my final thoughts. Libertarians elected Biden. Um, (laughs) Full disclaimer, I don't agree, but um, if Libertarians had voted for President Trump last year, he would have won. As close as the 2020 election was, it could have been a lot closer and far more complex and its outcomes reverse. Libertarian voters could have flipped the three closest states and sent outcome in favor of the House of Representatives and Trump's re-election bid. In less than six months, most have forgotten how close last year's election was, according to the Federal Election Committee's FEC's totals, Joe Biden won the popular vote by 7 million votes, which is 4.4% of the popular vote, 51.3% to 46.9%, while just 1.8% of the vote went to the rest of the field because of the Electoral College in determining who wins the presidency that fractional difference proved decisive. Biden won the electoral vote, 306 to 232. Again, a 74 electoral vote difference does not on the surface appear particularly close, yet the threshold for victory is 270, so Biden cleared that by a much narrower 36 electoral vote margin. Combine the popular vote's impact on the the electoral vote and the razor-thin separation between Biden and Trump, and the victory and defeat becomes evident. Biden won three states: Arizona, Georgia, and Wisconsin by 0.7% of the popular vote or less. The combined separation in all three was just 42,918 votes. Um, funny little story. I just remember being at work and them all hounding me about this. Um, and this goes to a bigger thing that I kind of want to touch on here, and why I really dug in against Trump. And not necessarily just for trump, although you know you can listen to any of my podcast videos and hear why I disagree with his positions but. Um, the base really hammered a lot of people who are libertarians told him that you cost us this election and when you lambast people for their beliefs or you know don't come as a fellow traveler or empathetic then people dig in and they say well fuck you i'm not going to go the way that you want i'll never be what you want me to be i'm going to do what i want to do regardless of what you say so when you have the base berating people for losing the election then sometimes that emboldens them and they feel more you know more in their convictions and they're not going to give any ground and i can't really say i blame them that's the way i felt when people told me that i cost trump the election look i don't fucking care if trump wasn't so horrible then maybe I would have voted for him, but if he's not going to be decent, if he's going to continue to be horrible, then I'm just not going to vote for him, and I'm not going to vote for any Democrats, because clearly they are, you know, the swamp, they're horrible on everything, Trump's good on some things, but he wasn't good enough on anything for me to think that he deserves my vote, so sorry, suck a dick, (laughs) that's all, Uh, continuing on, Joe Jorgensen, Libertarian Party candidate from South Carolina, won 1 million, 865,724 votes, Jesus, sorry, just 1.18% of the total votes cast. Her campaign vote total seems equally insignificant until its huge impact in Biden's three closest states is seen. Had Jorgensen votes in each of these three close states gone to Trump, he would have won all three. Not only would he have won all three, Trump would have won Arizona and Georgia by multiple of the margin by which he actually lost it. And he would have won Wisconsin by almost the same margin he actually lost it by the point is if his actual 2020 margins defeat in these states proved insurmountable his margin supplemented by libertarian votes would have proved even more so Biden's fourth closest state by popular vote percentage Pennsylvania libertarian votes would have left Trump just 1175 votes short of Biden and its Hall of 20 electoral votes this surely would have set off free-for-all court battles but really these would have had no impact on the outcome the reason is that trump's flipping of arizona georgia and wisconsin with libertarian votes would have delivered 37 electoral votes to him and pushed him into a 269-269 tie with biden the tie certainly seems significant leaving the candidates deadlocked but only until the constitution's method for resolving such an impasse is examined under the 12th amendment a presidential election in which no candidate receives a majority of the electoral votes is decided in the house of representatives yet it is not decided based on members voting individually which would have yielded outcome to biden by virtue of its democratic majority but by states under the 12th amendment each state delegation votes with each state counting equally as a single vote um it's it's so tough to say and people say there's fraud as i kind of touched on earlier but once again i just think a lot of people felt screwed by trump because you know, he was supposed to be this bastion of freedom and you got essentially Obama's third term with tax cuts. That's really all it was and good rhetoric, but you know, it's good to hear that the talking points on the right was, well, he didn't start any new wars. Granted, he made some of the wars that were in worse and put more troops on the ground in different areas and increased the drone strikes and killed more people overseas. Um, It's good to see that at least the talking points kind of changed on the right, but it seems like a lot of that tension kind of you know, instead of being on all the wars that we're already in, we now focused on China and Iran and other areas. Um, With each state deciding based on majority of its delegates, Trump would have won 26 to 23 with Pennsylvania, again, teetering in the balance, split. This would have been the case, even if the new Congress in which Republicans gained 12 house seats had not been sworn in to conduct the constitutional vote. If new Congress had been sworn in, Trump would have won 27 to 20 with three states split. If the state's delegations had decided to honor their state's popular vote for president, Trump would have prevailed under that scenario to 2022. Under any conceivable scenario, had the votes cast for libertarian candidate gone to Trump, he would have run the re-election. For over a century, third parties have been American political spoilers. Most recently, in 2000, Ralph Nader pulled away enough votes from Al Gore to throw Florida in the election to George W. Bush. What is not appreciated is that this just occurred on a much larger scale america just missed having its most dramatic modern election one that would have made the actual 2020 outcome pale in comparison the common perception is that 2020 saw a woman have a historical impact on a presidential election for the first time this is true yet the woman who did so was not the woman on the democratic ticket kamala harris it was a woman off of it joe jorgensen libertarians may have voted for jorgensen but they elected biden See if I can stop the share here. Cool. Um, that's true. Um, you know they can say that they you know decided the election. They elected Biden. I don't particularly think that's true. Um, from what I've seen, a lot of the blue areas gained traction, and they voted more so for Biden, and more people came out. But I also think that's true of red areas that more people in rural areas came out and voted for Trump. And then probably less libertarians felt inclined to vote because Joe Jorgensen wasn't a great, you know, fire spitting libertarian. So people felt less enticed to vote for her and therefore less libertarians voted. So I think it sends a message though that libertarians have the potential to control the discourse um we've covered this on this podcast before but if libertarians want to wield power look at like Shane Hazel right um he had a lot of the mainstream GOP calling him wanting his endorsement for David Perdue and he said no think about what we could do on a national level think about that we say that you need to be good on war you need to be good on the spying apparatuses. You need to be better on taxes. You need to be better on all of these things or else we libertarians will not vote for you. We will make sure you lose every last little election if you do not pander to us and if you don't live up to this stuff. So my point here is I don't wanna just elect libertarians just to see an L in the white house. I don't care about that. And I hope no other libertarians do, I'm sure some do, But you shouldn't care about just having an Ellen White House if we're libertarians we care about liberty we care about freedom. If we truly care about those things it doesn't matter who brings it, it just matters that we get it. I see the libertarian party as the best vehicle for that, because I think the GOP is too far corrupt to be purged and you know to get anybody good in there. Um, I think the libertarian party can you know shape the dialogue in a way that makes it more liberty based and makes people more open to liberty and i think that's what needs to happen um now unfortunately then fighting with an lp sometimes makes you doubt that that's possible but i don't know um i just kind of want to air my thoughts about this and put it out there see how other people feel see how other people think and you know kind of kick the tires on this thing and you know see if maybe we can push this forward and kind of change the minds of people. I don't know what's gonna happen 2022, 2024, but I think the uh, the garden is ripe for watering. And if there's people who can water the message of Liberty and bring it to people, then maybe we can't have a message shipped in the um, over ten window and talk about the issues that really plague us in this country. I don't know, you guys let me know. Um, thanks for listening. I got some interesting shows coming out this week. And uh, until next time, everybody, take care.